0: put a date in the calendar a good four, six months ahead so you can get a game plan together. And then you're either going to really panic when you get close to the date. And if that's the case, you're probably not ready or you're going to get really excited about it. And if you're really excited about it, then definitely make the jump. Okay. Good soundbite. Soundbite, there you go. Uh, (laughs) Opening clip of the podcast.
1: That was almost too good for me not to use. Hey everybody, Martin here, and welcome to episode 3 of the Startup Diary, where in this episode I asked Adam some questions around what it was like to quit his job, and what kind of thoughts and feelings helped guide him into starting his own company. Just so you know, Adam didn't know any of the questions I asked him before he heard them, so what you're about to hear is going to be honest, first gut reactions, and moving forward, unless we specifically say so, that'll be the style that we'll stick to. With that out of the way, let's see what he had to say to my first question.
0: Cool. Over to you. You're running the show on this one.
1: Yes. So I've got some questions prepared for you. Okay. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, when you were quit. When you quit your job and leading okay. up to that. So I've got a couple of questions. You ready to answer those? Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. So question number one for you, Adam. Sort of, what was the first sign for you that your current
0: job before you started the business wasn't right for you? Wasn't the right fit? Um, okay. So good question. And okay. So I think that's a difficult one for me because I don't think there was an actual point where I realized it wasn't for me. I think when I kind of, before I even kind of got into the working world, I kind of knew that I always wanted to start my own business. Okay. But being 16, 17 years old without uh, cash in the bank or any experience, I thought it's fairly unrealistic. So Um, having a corporate job was just a stepping stone for me until I decided to try and get out on my own. Now I didn't know I'd get out on my own when I did, but I kind of always had that as an idea of what I wanted to do. And that kind of comes mainly from uh, my parents run their own business. My dad's a bit of a kind of a hustler wheeler dealer. Uh, So that's kind of like born and bred in me from my family really. So I'd say from the job, the job was always a stepping stone. Okay. How did you find that job? Yeah. So uh, which one are we talking about? The first one I got into, the one I left, do both okay so a bit of background is the first actual job that i had apart from construction works that was through friends and family i worked in a call center okay. so i did telesales. um so that was eight hours a day 150 calls outbound calling cold calling through the yellow pages just trying to sell telephone systems and to be honest if i could go back and start it all again i'd do it the same way because i just think um you learn so much by being able to sell to someone. I'm a big believer that if you can sell something, you'll always be, you'll always have a job. You can always do something. You can always make money if you've got the ability to sell. And cold calling is definitely like the hardest thing to do in the world. Well, actually, okay. Moving on to the next one, I then went on to door knocking, so selling gas and electricity door to door, which like day to day was 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 harder because you're just getting doors slammed on you all day. But starting off with the telesales was a good point for me.
1: Different jobs can help us in different ways. And one of the most important things that a job can give us, other than money of course, is skills. I was curious, what kind of skills did Adam take from his previous positions to then later on use to help build his own company? Do you feel that the skills you got in the first job helped you with the second if it was the other way around do you think it would have been quite quite a harder switch for
0: you yeah definitely um because you get used to hearing someone say no to you all the time on the phone so you make 150 calls and you'll get one one maybe or one yes and it's really easy to take a no over the phone it just doesn't seem personal when it's over the phone and when you just get used to hearing no 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 you kind of I don't know. You can you condition yourself for it, so you're just kind of working towards the next yes because you know it's going to be there eventually, and it allows you to kind of allowed me to step into the kind of door knocking job with the same mentality of a no is just one step closer to a yes rather than taking it personally. What kind of skills did you learn? I think we've just touched on it a little bit, but what kind of skills did you learn there um, that have
1: have kind of transferred into what you do now? So you touched on it a little bit there, but one thing that I've learned from you actually that you learned from somebody else, I think, was that you write a note on a business card when you meet someone new, just just like one little thing that helps remind you of that first time you met with them. And I think that's a, a nice little thing that I think not a lot of people have thought about. I would never
0: thought about that. Yeah, exactly. And that kind of comes from um, just me being a salesman. And mm-hmm. I think, so if you consider like what I do day to day now, I've kind of been a jack of all trades for the last two and a bit years. But overall, um, the thing that's kind of got us to where we are today is just my ability to sell. Um, so through uh, tele-sales, door-knocking, and meeting people. Like I said, business card thing, just because I work in like a people game, uh, getting to know people, making one quick note about what they are, who they are, Mm -hmm. what they do. So the next time you call them up, you've got a bit of familiarity with them. Uh, I think, yeah, that was a nice little tactic. What else has kind of transitioned across? Just probably the the work ethic, I think, because I I was mainly working on commission, or had a base salary, which was very, very low, and then worked mainly on commissions. So... The idea of the harder you work, the more that you earn um, is kind of what I'm used to. Uh, I think that moves, I think that kind of transitions really well into entrepreneurship. You work really hard. In theory, you should be able to, you should be able to earn well if things go well, I suppose.
1: The decision to leave something that is stable and secure can't be easy because it isn't always possible to go back to what you had once you've made that decision to leave. I wanted to know how long Adam played with the idea of leaving before he actually pulled the trigger and executed on the idea. I want to know a little bit more about how long did you play with the idea of quitting before you did it? Was it, yeah, was it sort of, uh, I wouldn't have thought it was too sudden, but was it, so I know for a lot of people, it's just think you know, it might be going bad at work and they just think, I don't want to do this. So do you know what? I'm going, and they don't really put a lot of thought into what the next step will be. They just think it will come. Um, you know, starting a business is not as easy as that. So what was the trigger point for you? Or what was, what were you, when, when were you playing around with the idea of it?
0: Okay, so um, really interesting. You actually said like, normally when things go bad, people just leave. It was actually complete opposite for me. Weirdly, but I'll get into that in a sec. Um, so in my old role, uh, when I was doing kind of on the road sales, so I'd have four, maybe five appointments in a day. I'd cover a large patch of the UK up and down the motorway a lot. I spent a lot of time listening to podcasts, up and down the motorway in between journeys, two hours between each appointment. Appointments would only last 10, 15 minutes. That's just the nature of the business to kind of just show your face, make sure everything's okay. Listening to podcasts was kind of the first step that kind of showed me a possible way out of uh, what I was doing at that time. So then I just became mad. So I didn't actually listen to any radio or anything in in the van um, for, well, a year before I left. So I probably had a good year running up to it before I decided. And then for the next two years, I didn't want to listen to music or radio. It was just books and podcasts. Um, So I probably played with the idea for about 12 months, but got very serious about it uh, probably about six months into that. So I had a good six months when I was really planning my way out. And then I kind of had a spanner thrown in the works. I actually got promoted in those last six months, but I had a date in the calendar that I decided I was going to leave. And what that allowed me to do was – those six months I could do some really good planning. I could save some money. Mm. Um, I could kind of get everything in order ready. Uh, and then I got promoted and like you said, like your, your kind of uh, first, um, idea is like things go bad. You decide to quit and make it on your own. Things were actually going really well for me, but I kind of just had that realization that I hope he doesn't listen to this. Actually, there's a guy who I used to work under. Okay. If he listens to this, he'll know exactly who he is. Um, And he's probably 45 to 50 years old. And in what he's doing, he's doing really well as a salesman, as a career. He's done, he's nearly at the top of his game now. He's done really well. But I just, I realized that I was working towards that. And when I'm 45, 50, I don't want to be there. And I thought, this is what this guy, this is a successful career for a salesman. And if I'm good, that's where I'm going to end up. And I, I wanted something different. So when I got promoted, it was that kind of realization that I'm actually doing that journey. And I just, I needed to get off before I got too deep. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's what kind of made me jump. Okay, It's weird not having these, like, it's good not having the questions beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Like, it really is putting me on the spot. Yes, that's why sure. I didn't want to give it to you. Because I think
1: that I, I quite like the idea of you just having to mull it over as you go. Building strong relationships, as I'm sure many of our listeners know, is vital in running any business and even more so when running a smaller business. I wanted to dig a bit deeper on how important relationships are for entrepreneurs and get Adam's thoughts on that. Uh, So on the end of that then, so what was the final push? I think we talked about this a little bit before, and I wouldn't, I might change that from push to sort of what was the final thing where you thought, so you said, you mentioned about the date you put in your calendar. Yep. When did you set that date from when you actually quit then
0: yeah so that date was kind of four or five months out so it it was in the calendar for four or five months okay um what was the the thing that made me put it in the calendar was just the fact that i i didn't want to follow that path uh getting the promotion really kind of showed me um that i am following that journey um not too sure what else i can say on that already but yeah it was just the the constant Adding, like, listening to the podcast and then learning daily created a big gap between what you're doing now and you just realize I'm just trading time for a, uh, time for money all the time. I'm following a certain career path. The more that you learn, the more that you realize there's other things out there. And I think just the, the, the need to get out got bigger over time. I didn't pull the date forward, even though I'd considered it. I just sort of stick to my guns. I've got a game plan. But it became clearer and clearer along the way. So if anyone is kind of thinking about doing that, um, I would say it was a fairly good approach just in the fact that put a date in the calendar a good four, six months ahead so you can get a game plan together. And then you're either going to really panic when you get close to the date. And if that's the case, you're probably not ready or you're going to get really excited about it. And if you're really excited about it, then definitely make the jump. Okay. Good sound bite. <laughs> sound sound bite. there you go. <laughs> uh, opening clip of the podcast. <laughs> um, did you leave on good terms? Yeah, actually, I left on uh, really good terms. Um, it was actually really interesting because the day that I decided to hand in my notice, uh, so I had it in the calendar, um, and uh, sound like I'm blowing my own drum here, but I actually I was given an award uh, for youngest sales rep of the area um, by our client. So not an internal award; the actual client that nominated me um, most valuable sales rep. And our boss, who's Irish and like sixty, seventy years old actually came over for these awards so they're in lincoln and i was living in swaddling Coat, so it's a good two-hour drive the office is in swaddling Coat as well and i actually had to drive my boss up to the awards and i hadn't spoken to anyone about leaving beforehand so i decided to do it on the way up so we went through the awards and my boss is irish and just say it like i don't understand half the things he said When I was working for him, I remember our first actual one to one and I came out just after nodding for 20 minutes and I just came out, I was like, I need a translator the next time I go and speak to him. It was just a nightmare. Um, But you kind of got used to him over time. But when he's angry or stressed, it gets worse. So he just made no sense to me for two hours when he was trying to question why I was leaving. Um, And once I told him the plan, he then went on to pull my business plan apart in front of me went to the awards and on the journey on the way back, it didn't get any better. He'd obviously had time to think about prepared. Yeah. Yeah. He had a good two hours over lunch to work out why I was such an idiot uh, and why it wasn't going to work. And he pitched me really hard and really well on it. And I've got to kind of give it to him. Um, But left on good terms uh, to the point where he actually said, if things don't pan out, come back. So um, I'm a big believer in not burning bridges. Um, So yeah, good overall. Um, yeah, it was a interesting chat with the ex-boss and uh, yeah, I'd, I'd do it all the same again to be honest. Okay.
1: The last thing I want to say as well is you just said that you're a big believer in not burning bridges. Yep. Do you think that's something that's a key uh, aspect and skill to have when it comes to entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, like um, I, I don't know how I can express this enough, but you're only as good as you would and I know that's a real big cliche, but especially like... The, the entrepreneurship and the, the kind of the startup culture that's developing like word travels fast, whether you're good, whether you're bad. Um, so there's two different circles that we kind of run in. We've got the kind of the startup scene, which we're trying to network in and kind of get a name for ourselves so we can acquire good talent. And then we've also got, uh, the construction industry and the construction industry is, is kind of so small. In terms of the value is so big, but when you look at the amount of people that control that money, you're probably looking at more than two to three hundred people. So if if you um, don't pay an invoice or uh, you you kind of burn that bridge, news travels very very quickly. Uh, one thing that I've always I have genuinely always prided myself on is like regardless of what happens, I know that I can pick up the phone to anyone that I've either done work with. Uh, had as a client or had as a boss and ask for a favor and I think that's invaluable. I think everyone just needs to, if you're thinking about leaving your job now or in two years time, just focus on doing things, adding value to other people mm-hmm. because there will be a time when you need to pick up the phone and ask for a favor but do the favors first before you've got to ask for them.
1: We've gone backwards to show you what the journey of starting your own company looks like and making the decision to go it on your own is just the first step of doing that. We hope this just like many of the podcasts Adam used to listen to have given you food for thought. But most importantly, some more value and insight into what the process is really like. Once again, thank you very much for listening. This has been Martin Kennedy, and we hope you join us next time on The Startup Diary.